Welcome to a world of exploration, thought, and discussion, sequentially through 156 episodes of Rod Serling's seminal classic, The Twilight Zone. Welcome to Submitted for Your Approval. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. I am your host, Brandon Cruz, and with me today, I have a super special, wonderful, magnificent, great adjective uh, filled guest. <laughs> he hosts he hosts Varmints, the award winning podcast. Let me just throw that out there: an award winning podcast. Oh, of boy. course, <laughs> I'm here with with Paul Chomo, right? Chomo, yeah, Sarah? perfect. You nailed it. Yeah, boom, boom. I boom. I, I, pra- I practiced it for at least two weeks ahead of this. <laughs> <laughs> I've known people for years, and they still haven't got it. I went through junior. I went through high school in my junior year world history teacher called me sumo all year long <laughs> uh, uh did, did did eventually you say hey by the way uh that's not that's not my name at the end of the year yeah oh, good, good and good. he was like why didn't you tell me i was like because i'm so used to people murdering it that it doesn't really matter anymore <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's fantastic. Well, hey, man, uh, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. First and foremost, uh, how are you doing this fine, fine recording day? I am doing great. I'm looking forward to talking about uh, one of my favorite non-franchise science fiction movies all time, uh, 2016's Arrival with uh, Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner. Really love this movie. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about it. Absolutely, uh, but I want to I want to point out that you actually watched the wrong movie. Uh, we're talking about the arrival with Charlie Sheen, uh, where aliens try to global warm the planet to death. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, yeah, should I pause and come back? <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's fine. I mean, we'll we'll work with it. I've seen okay. I've seen both. So, <laughs> well, what I have, what I what else I've seen is the arrival, which is a Twilight Zone episode. Oh shoot! Yeah, this is it. This is oh yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk okay. about that instead. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, we're talking about season two or season three, episode two, uh, the arrival. Originally aired nineteen sixty one in September the twenty second. Uh, I don't think I know if that's right. Uh, stars Harold J. Sloan uh, Stone as Grant Sheckley, Fred Wayne as Paul Malloy. He was in two episodes of the Twilight Zone. This one and twenty two. And Noah Keene as Mr. Bankston, who was also in two episodes, this and The Trade-Ins. Directed by Boris Segal, who directed two episodes, uh, the other one being The Silence, uh, which is uh, my friend Patty's favorite episode. And uh, teleplay by Mr. Rod Serling, who's, he just, he just do too many episodes. So uh, I'm <laughs> not gonna, not gonna go through all those. Uh, but let's let's get into the the game that I created for this season. It's time for you, me, and IMDb synopses, where yes. you pick a synopsis that you write, I do it, and then we compare it to IMDb. So, Mister Mister Paul, yes. Uh, why would you like would you like to take the lead on this? What, oh, what would it would be sp- it would be my honor. Uh, my synopsis is. FAA inspector gets licked and goes nuts. FAA inspector gets licked and goes nuts. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I, I, I like it. I like it. The, the great, what I, I like that so much because it incorporates specific quotes. Yes. <laughs> uh that, that's that's wonderful uh i i don't think i'm i i have a chance at, at winning this if if it is an 
in fact, a contest. I wrote an FA investigator uh, tries his hand at a missing persons case. Okay. Um, so I, I, didn't, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't cool and funny like yours. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the actual, the actual, uh, synopsis? That is a great question. And to answer your question, I refer to IMDb where they write federal aviation investigator Grant Sheckley must deal with a mystery when a plane lands at an airport without pilots, passengers, or luggage. Yeah. There it is. There it sure. is. Uh, I think that if I were to choose a, a victor in this, I would go with you, obviously. <laughs> oh, thank you. What do I win? Uh, you win. You're, you win uh, starting our initial thoughts on this episode. <laughs> so, so Paul, uh, again, thank you for joining me. Uh, why, don't, why don't you tell me what you thought of the episode? What are your well, initial thoughts? The episode, the episode as a whole? Yeah, yeah. Le- okay. lead, the, lead the way, man. You- well, okay. You know how... I don't know what your who your favorite bands are, but like one of my favorite bands is REM, and they have like a huge catalog of of songs and and of you know all this good stuff. And back in the eighties, they had a, a just follow me here. I'm going somewhere. They had a record called Dead Letter Office, and it was alternate takes of songs and B sides and songs that they clearly wrote and performed while they were drunk, and. It's a non-essential album. It's kind of sloppy. <laughs> and if you were introducing somebody to R.E.M., you would not start with that record. Got and it. that is how I feel about this episode. Ah, that's 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 good. That's good. Because uh, I I don't think I've heard of that 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 record. So that, for good reason. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with that with that kind of analogy in, in mind, uh, uh can you can you go a little bit further on that? Like, what what about this episode is kind of maybe not necessarily forgettable, but not the first one you you think of? Well, I think it's because the first half is really good, and then it just it just it's like it's like the equivalent of blue balls, except mentally. <laughs> Like right, it's exactly in the ha- in the middle of the episode. It just goes straight downhill, and it's the biggest letdown ever. Yeah, I I I'm with I'm with you on that. I, I actually wrote a note uh, noting exactly where I felt it it went downhill. Oh, I think we are going to agree on where that where that happened. <laughs> I, I I looked I looked at the timestamp and I was like. Oh, okay, because oh, I, I I watched I watched it right before I I started recording with you, and I was like, oh shoot, I how much longer do I have? It's it's uh seven fifty, and it was eighteen minutes out of tw- twenty five minutes. <laughs> yep. I'm like, holy crap! There's still there's still seven minutes left in this episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, which is what that moment is is what which moment? Oh, I think it's um. When he are we going to get into this right now? Or are we going to start at the beginning? Oh, I mean, and, we 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 can we can go whichever you want. Uh, well, we can, I mean, we I, can, I, we can recap. I think, <laughs> yeah, well, I I don't know. I don't know what you want to do. I think oh. it's when uh, I think the first sign of trouble is when when Mr. Sheckley. So is that his name? The FAA yeah. inspector. Yeah, that's right. FAA, FAA inspector Sheckley says, I got 22 years in this business and I haven't been licked yet. And when your main character says, I haven't been beaten yet, your main character is going to get beaten. 
<laughs> right, right. You right, know, right. so that was the first that was the first red flag. And I also didn't like the the introduction from Rod Serling because it seemed like very condescending. Did you did you happen to notice that where he was like, well, maybe you've never read a book or you're living in the Amazon rainforest or you're an infant or you have always thought those big metal bits in the sky were birds or you just don't know anything. But what you're looking at is an aeroplane. <laughs> yeah. like, All right, Rod Serling, we get it. We, we get it. We get it, Rod. You don't yeah, have to knock it off. <laughs> yeah, there, there was there was something I, I what I wrote was seven minutes of post mystery exposition. <laughs> yeah. Where where I I feel like they could have made that that last you know quarter or third or you know whatever measurement you choose better by by fleshing the the first half out a little bit more you know right yeah definitely uh, so so with that in mind then the we we talk about the first three quarters of it uh, or you know six eighths um what what about the first portion of of the episode uh caught your attention and and we can we can use this as as our recap as well <laughs> <laughs> well um the one thing i liked was the vice president of operations he had a line in there that was like well you know i'm just a simple-minded vice president of operations at this airport i don't know anything about no faa inspecting i, I kind of <laughs> like that uh, yeah, it's like uh, it reminds me of Phil Hartman with with unfrozen caveman lawyer. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm oh, just yeah. a caveman. <laughs> Your honor. Uh, okay, caveman lawyers. Yeah, you know, we just let let's switch let's switch subjects and just talk about that for another twenty minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's see where were they? Uh, yeah, you know, I liked I liked the the setup of before Sheckley even shows up uh, with this, with this plane flight one Oh seven, I, th- I think it is. Right. Yeah. Just you know, doing, going through the motions, uh, showing us all the air traffic control stuff, the plane landing at, at uh, LaGuardia, I think, or, or wherever it's landing and really kind of like the, the routine mundane acts of what happens on a flight line. Um, right. Leading us into now this, this investigation. Right, uh, and uh, so I I I, re- I really dug that, and then everybody in that room where where Sheckley starts starts trying to interview uh, pilots and flight attendants. Why are they in there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just whoever can help was in that room. <laughs> can I uh, say also those planes did not look safe, like. When they opened the door on the plane, it looked like there was those. It looked like the chains that you see on swing sets, like holding it open and closed. <laughs> yeah, like that's those does not look like safe aircraft. Like I wouldn't want to fly in that. No, no, no. I mean, really, that's why we lost so many rock stars back in back in those <laughs> yeah. days. You know, like no wonder the the big bopper and 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 Buddy Holly are gone. Yeah, you know? they 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 made they they flew on a plane that was made out of. Uh, yeah, playground equipment. <laughs> Surplus playground equipment. Yeah. And like the, the tires were made of like that really weird rubber that, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that they used to, to cover the ground. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh I uh I I had I had a I had a question and it's sure. 
this is going even further back in time. Uh, maybe I went about this episode the wrong way. But in the opening monologue, Rod kind of postures the episode as a as a mystery to solve. Right. right. And so I wanted to ask you uh, if you noticed that first, and then second, how effective do you think it was? If that if that was the point of it, um, I did notice that. I I kind of forgot it, so I don't know how <laughs> effective it was. <laughs> Whenever somebody tells me I have to do something, I generally don't do it. Oh yeah, unless you know, unless I really really have to. So when so when somebody says. Ooh, this is a mystery that you have to solve. I'm like, nah, I can just watch. <laughs> you know, I don't really want to. I don't want to do a whole lot of work if I'm watching this TV show. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna tell me the end of it anyways, buddy. Yeah, exactly. I'll just, I'll just wait you out. <laughs> so I did hear him say that, but I, I immediately disregarded it. <laughs> oh, uh, do, do you, do you, uh, if you had been paying attention, knowing, knowing what you know now, <laughs> yeah. Do do you do you think it is has the makings of a good mystery or or what what do you what do you think? Well, I mean, I think it started off good and I, and it just went off the rails. It was like Rod Serling was was working under a deadline and he he just had a, a couple hours ago and he had to slap something together at the last minute to make an ending. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like let me uh maybe he like he wrote the first first half and he was like okay this is good this is this good uh and then he wrote the answer to the the mystery but he he didn't mean to to show that to anybody he's like yeah. we'll, we'll leave it unsaid <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then and then they came back and they're like hey rod we we need this now we we need the rest of the script so he just threw the outline <laughs> for yeah. his answer i think that's what happened yeah, it has echoes of I, I refer to this a lot, but uh, like Psycho, the end of Psycho, or really any Alfred Hitchcock presents, in in the sense that hey, uh, here here is the mystery, it's solved. Now let's have somebody explain to you what exactly happened. Uh, Norm mm-hmm. Bates is is crazy. He turned he was dressing up as his mom and he killed everybody. Right, right. The overexposition. Um, what what other thoughts did you have on on the episode? I think other than when he said, you know, I, whatever he said, I got, you know, I've been working so long in this business and I haven't been licked yet. I think when they started to talk about like mass suggestion and hypnosis and maybe where they're all seeing an illusion, that's kind of where it started to get a little hinky for me. Like, okay, what, what are they trying to do? You know, Mm -hmm. because they're all looking at, this plane right and one person sees one set of numbers and another person sees another set of numbers they look in the plane and everybody sees a different color of chair which is weird when it's a black and white tv show to talk about (laughs) colors yeah like like one of the characters should have said i'm actually colorblind so it doesn't really matter to me (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're all right yeah i see a dark gray chair well i see a light gray chair (laughs) You saw a light gray? Hmm. Now I know something's up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, just that that segment like went on a little bit too long where they're all talking about what, you know, well, I see this. You don't see that? No, I don't see that. I see this. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It, yeah. That, it seemed like they dragged that out a little bit. Do, do you think uh, 
with that in mind, do you think it would have been better if they had just started with the the, the tail number and just gotten like uh like look uh, like I wrote down wouldn't the tail number be on like the flight manifest? <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. So they they could have identified that everyone's seeing something different. <laughs> I didn't even think about that right away. <laughs> Like, wasn't one of them holding a clipboard? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They they were passing the clipboard around (laughs) to each other. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, they 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 could have they could have like cut out for streamlining the the script, cut out the uh, really focusing on the the different colors of the seats because that's kind of like a to me a, a minor thing. But if yeah, if a series of numbers are completely different to different observers then it could be like a throwaway line where they're like oh my god the the numbers are different jeez i need to go sit down on one of these blue seats <laughs> <laughs> yeah blue seats and then just made it real quick but <laughs> uh yeah that uh, what do you what do you think of his his leap to you know the only logical explanation for this is mass suggestion all right so yeah, this, there's there's some stuff to un, unpack here. So he's he, okay. He convinces the airline workers to get a plane, or, or get that plane, or I don't know what, but turn the engines on in that plane, mm-hmm. and then say, okay, I'm gonna stick my hand in this plane. Right, right. I'm with you. I'm with you. And Good idea so far. And everybody's on board with this. <laughs> the, just the simple-minded vice president of operations, he's on board with it. The, every employee at the airport is on board with it. They're like, oh, yeah, let's just pull this plane up and let this guy stick his hand in it to prove that we're, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And, for, and, and again, I'm going to, to prove that this is all an illusion, I'm going to stick my hand in this propeller. Please tell my wife that I love her if I'm gone. So, Okay. Maybe take off your jacket and throw your jacket into the propeller. Maybe find an apple and throw it into the propeller. But it's like saying, I don't think this knife really exists, so I'm going to plunge it into my thigh. And if I happen to hit my femoral artery and bleed out, please tell my wife that I love her. It's ridiculous. Don't don't you stick that fork in your leg. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you stick that knife in your leg, Ricky Bobby. (laughs) It's that that to me, and maybe you're thinking the same thing. That is when the episode went from "Oh, okay, this is all right" to "What? What is he doing? <laughs> Where is this going?" Yeah, but you know what? It did manage to make even as ridiculous as it was. That part of the the episode was actually created some real tension when he's moving toward the propeller and his hand is out, and you're like, "This is ridiculous," but he's like, "That, that guy's a good actor." Like yeah. there was some real palpable tension in that scene. Yeah, I I com- completely agree. You know, you can you can see you can see it on his face that he's like, ah, this actually might be a really stupid idea. <laughs> yeah, but hey, I'm I'm committed. I made him I made him pull the plane out of the hangar. So gotta gotta stick with the things we plan. And 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 to your point about him being a, a, a good actor, the, the the little shine moments of him looking at the names of the manifest or talking about Slocum, the pilot. He's a really mm-hmm. good pilot, one of our best. He's like, no, just 
there's something about these names that's really familiar. Like he, he, he goes from extraordinarily confident in one moment to what the heck? Uh, and yeah. then, and then back to confidence. Yeah. And, and, and I, I feel like he plays those, those moments pretty well. Yeah. It was like the universe was just gaslighting him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Huh? Oh. <laughs> no, he was a really good actor. Yeah. He was probably the best part of this whole episode was his acting. Yeah. And and he was never on another Twilight Zone, so huh. our loss. Yeah. His? Not so much, I guess. <laughs> uh you, you you mentioned throwing an apple in there. Yeah. Throwing throwing a jacket in there. Are Anything. there not are your there, hand? <laughs> are there any other ways other than even turning on the propeller of an airplane <laughs> that, that he could prove his point. Are there any other ways that he could have tra- done it? I don't know. But <laughs> uh, not sticking your hand in the propeller would be, you know, one of the ways that you would not want to do that. But I don't, I mean, I, I, I wish, oh, I wish Rod Serling was around so that you could ask him, like, what were you thinking? Yeah. Like, how is this in any way, a realistic scenario. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know how else they, they would have done it. You know, uh, I, I, meant, I meant to mention this earlier, but uh, although Fred Wayne, uh, who is Paul Malloy, the, uh, the public relations guy, uh, even though he passed away in 2018 in August, Noah Keene is still kicking. He's the, played the, <laughs> the vice president of operations. Um, so maybe we can ask Noah Keene someday. Oh yeah. He might yeah. know. He's just a simple minded vice president of operations. <laughs> That's probably where he is right now. He's like on a, he's instead of like a ranch. He, oh no, he's, he's on a ranch, but with like old planes. Yeah. He's just <laughs> sitting on his porch. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The, the DC three herds coming in. Yeah. Well, you know, back in my day, I was just a simple minded vice president of operations. <laughs> I didn't know anything. Didn't know anything. Uh, uh, the the last thing I'll say about uh, that the whole act of throwing the propellers in. Yes. Um, he he doesn't realize anything's amiss uh, until the vice president, the public relations guy, and mechanic uh, disappear in front of him after the plane disappears. Um, I feel like my first indication that something was amiss is when the mechanic who starts the plane engine is who's in the plane disappears along with the plane uh oh yeah because you because you because uh sheckley knows that guy's real so so far as he knows Mm -hmm. uh so i feel that it would have been more realistic if the the mechanic just kind of fell I don't know. I don't know. What do you What do you think? Do you think that would have that would have added a little bit of uh, of uh, yeah, a little bit of levity and comedy to the episode? That would be great. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> he just he like in a cartoon, he just falls still in the seated position, like maybe even with the yoke in his hand. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and, may, and maybe from there, the whole episode just turns into just a oh. Like a Three Stooges uh, <laughs> slapstick. Uh, uh, I don't know. That's that's a separate section of, of this uh, <laughs> podcast is alternate endings. 
Um, all right. Uh, what? What? Uh, what? The last question I have, I guess, is is this? Um, is we uh, Sheckley eventually finds out that the whole thing was uh, an illusion or um, some kind of mental break of his own. Mm-hmm. Um, at, he he shows up to the airport under the pretense that he's inspecting this this uh, this this plane that this ghost plane for lack of a better phrase. Uh, if you were to to hazard a guess of how he found his way to the airport in the first place to 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 do that, what would you what would you say it is? This is asking you to to use some your your imagination a little bit because there's no right or wrong answer. Oh, how he got to the airport to to do the investigating? Yeah, like why why is why is he even there? If like how would he be notified that there's a ghost plane, or is is he already crazy before that happens? Oh, I don't know. He would think that the uh, the uh, simple-minded vice president of operations would give him a call, <laughs> say, "Hey, Sheckley, uh, you know, I'm just a simple-minded vice president of operations. I don't I don't know what I'm talking about, but we got an empty plane here, and I'm just I'm just picturing Sheckley just getting in his car and driving over to the airport, or 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 flying, <laughs> getting in a plane and flying, which is we'll get into that in a minute. Oh shoot! Oh Whoa. shoot! <laughs> Let, well, you know what? Let's get into yeah. it now. Okay. Let's get into it now. Shoot. You 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 had the thought uh expound upon that. For well, me. I mean, I was just thinking like maybe, you know, an, an alternate ending to the episode. Oh. All right. Yeah, we will get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't get ahead of me. Paul. No, I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you did this. I didn't tell you to go ahead with it. Um <laughs> Uh so overall overall yes. uh what how, like what would you what would you rate the, this episode out of out of whatever rating system you choose? Okay, so on a scale of one to eighteen uh, lickings, <laughs> with uh, one being the best, I would give it a nine nine out of eighteen lickings. Nine out of eighteen lickings. Because yeah. the first half was great, and the second half was, like I said, mental blue balls. <laughs> You're left feeling very, very unsatisfied. Other than that guy's acting, other than the and then Sheckley, the the actors acting, it just it it like, uh, so disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, along those lines, uh, you gave it nine out of eighteen lickings. I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna go three more. Uh, I don't know what the the ratio of this is. I'll just go with 12, 12 out of 18 lickings. Really? Yeah. Uh, what is that? Three, 12 divided by three is, is four, four, <laughs> six, it's a four. Uh, how many times does three go into 18? I don't know. I'm not good at math. I think six. <laughs> six. There you so go. Four, four out of six. Wait a minute. Uh, I think I can go lower. <laughs> two, out of, two, out of, two out of three. Two out of three ain't bad. Um, yeah, I, 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 I would because I, I do... I do like the kind of premise of it, the, mm-hmm. the the ghost ghost plane, and and him having this obsession, this compulsion to want to get to the bottom of of uh, his mental breakdown, I guess. Yeah. And so I I do like that, but I do have to dock it for the Alfred Hitchcockiness of cockiness of ex- explaining so much at, at the end in and really kind of 
you know, beating us down with it. Um, with him r- walking out to the runway at the yeah. end. Just... I've never been licked. I've never been licked. Never been licked. Why didn't you? Why didn't you tell anyone what happened to you? <laughs> why didn't you leave a clue? Oh, that was uh, actually a good bit of acting. As long as it went on, like I think it went on a little bit too long. But that that again, good acting from that guy. Yeah, uh, man. You know, I just uh, uh, okay. Rating scale aside, that just it it just occurred to me. Uh, the why didn't you tell anyone what happened to you? And why didn't you leave a clue? And then going back to like one of the first questions I asked you, which was Rod posturing this mis- episode as a mystery. What I, well, I was, was going to say about that was mysteries, part of the fun is that there's clues that you get and you piece together and you say, oh, okay, I can figure it out now. But there weren't really any clues to tell no. us what was going on. And in a meta way, oh my God, in a meta way, he, we are Sheckley. Oh my, oh. <laughs> we, I, hashtag, we are Sheckley. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to give it three more lickings <laughs> just for that. 12 out of 18 lickings. Oh, 12 out of 18 lickings. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. 12. Okay. Nine, nine original lickings. Yep. <laughs> 12 out of 18. It's, I think it's like KFC now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Three more lickings for the meta stuff. <laughs> You've improved it, this episode for me. That, you know, that's that's what I, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> that's the only reason I'm here is just to get a couple extra points for each episode. Uh, okay. Well, Paul, uh, th- yes. thank you for that. Uh, do you do you have any any more thoughts on the episode proper? Uh, no. I mean, if somebody was new to the Twilight Zone, uh, I don't think I would let them watch this one first like I, well, how do you feel i i would i would agree with that i yeah. wouldn't i wouldn't tell them not to watch it but i would i would say simply you can if you want yeah but there are better episodes uh, definitely it's a deeper cut right right it, yep. it's it's the rem of the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay thank you for that let's let me let's go into the last segment of the episode discussion which is uh choose your own ending yeah paul i asked you to come up with an alternate ending to the this episode uh why don't you why don't you lead the way again okay you just always lead the way just just assume okay that. sure <laughs> <laughs> um you know i was racking my brain about how i could have uh ended this episode better if i was rod serling and I really couldn't come up with very much because the whole, you know, it was all just a dream is just kind of boring and it's not uncharted territory by any means. But that's the only thing I could really come up with. So the ending I have is that uh, we cut to him. He's asleep on flight 107. And he wakes up to the pilot announcing that they're approaching some thick fog, you know? Yeah. And so he kind of. He, it kind of jostles him out of his sleep and he shrugs his shoulders and he's like, well, or even better, he turns to his fellow passenger, who's that actress who yeah. landed safely. Right, right. Yeah. And she looks she looks nervous and she's like, and, you know, and then Sheckley's like, well, I've been an FAA inspectors for 22 years and I've flown more times than I can count. Uh, a little fog. What could possibly go wrong? Am I right? Credits. Ah, nice. Uh, I, I, di- I dig that. 
Yeah. You 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 win you win a you win a direction I didn't I didn't see coming. And isn't that what isn't that what all of us want? <laughs> out yeah. Of, out of an ending. Um. You son of a son of a biscuit. Uh. <laughs> all right. I have. I'm sticking with, for the most part, the regular ending. Uh, okay. But, but rather than uh, it end on him looking up at the sky crying, uh, and then Rod Serling's narration. Uh, instead, I would have kind of the camera pan a little bit, and it would show the ghosts of the people he couldn't find, as and they're and they're like watching him uh as he's as he's crying and oh he can't, i and like he, that and he can't see them and one of one of the ghosts maybe like the the ghost pilot turns to the stewardess and asks if he'll ever find them do you think do you think he'll ever find us oh i like that and and that that would be that's the ending i came up with on the fly that's good i like that i like that better than mine Ah, see, and that, and this win. and this is where we need to have an actual competition. If I could remember to put him on Twitter, <laughs> uh, so so that's that'll be uh, the plot of another episode is whether Brandon remembers to do things on Twitter. <laughs> well, well, Paul, thank you, thank you so much for talking about the episode and giving me uh, your superior ending to mine. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask you a couple things about you and what what you do because you. You host the Varmints podcast, yes, uh, and again, award-winning. You know, no, humble brag. Yeah. Uh, why don't Why don't you tell us a little bit about about your show? Uh, yeah, it is called Varmints. It is about animals, and every week we pick an animal and we talk about it. We give you some uh, basic information on the animal. We talk about it in pop culture. We wind up talking about it in you know where it appears in video games and literature and, and TV and movies. Uh, we talk about whether or not we would eat that animal, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's family friendly. We don't we don't swear too much, and uh, it's not well. We don't swear at all, actually. Um, but no, it's a lot of fun. It's a it's a fun, educational, entertaining show about animals. Yeah, that, that that's that's great. You, uh, I remember hearing you say, or maybe I didn't hear you, but I saw you type about how you kind of came up with the idea of varmints. Uh, how, how did, how did you come up with the idea? You was, you, you wanted to learn more about animals, right? Yeah. I, at the time I was, I was wanting to start a podcast and I didn't know what the podcast was going to be about. And I was trying to think of ideas that weren't like video games and movies because there was already a million podcasts about that, that stuff. Tell me about it. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I do. Yeah. So I was on Reddit one day and somebody had the idea for a podcast about animals and they needed a co-host. And I thought it was a great idea. And I tried to get a hold of her and I couldn't get a hold of her, a hold of her for what wound up being a pretty long time, like about a year. Turned out that she was a grad student. She was also pregnant and she couldn't follow through with this idea of a podcast about animals. So I took her idea and just kind of took it in a different direction. And I was looking around uh, on iTunes and online to see if there was anybody doing a, a podcast about animals, like the one that was in my head. Yeah. Because it's so, it's like when you think of something, somebody else has to be doing it. Right. Yep. <laughs> and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find the episode about, uh, or the, uh, the podcast about, epi uh, I can't talk the podcast about animals that I had in my head did not exist. It was like that magic little moment where you're like, 
I think I've stumbled upon something that nobody else is doing. Right. You know? So that was, I was, I had my topic, I had my podcast, I knew what I wanted to do, and I did it. Just made it myself. Uh, what, what are, uh... I, I admittedly don't listen to a lot of animal based podcasts. Uh, so not many people do. <laughs> well, yeah, and and obviously that that's kind of what what led you to where you are now. Yeah. Uh, the 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 ones that that are out there, what what kind of differentiates you from the ones that you know the the, the few that are out there? I I think all the there's like a handful of animal podcasts out there, right? And I think they're all. I think we're all different. I don't think anybody's doing anything exactly alike. And I think they're all really good. Um, and I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm better than all of them because there were, it's so, it's all so different. Like every, every podcast is different and they're all doing their own thing in a very unique, fun way. And we all get along. There's like no competition that I know of. So uh, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing that's unique and different? I think I think the one thing that we do that nobody else is really doing is incorporating a lot of pop culture into our our podcast. And I don't hear anybody else doing that. And that that's like the most fun to do. Like that's the most fun to research and to pull video clip or I mean audio clips for and that kind of thing. I don't know if any I don't know that any of the other animal podcasts are doing that. In fact, I don't think they are. So that that if anything is going to make us unique, it's probably that. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so if uh, if your subject is on orangutans, you're like, yeah, Dunstan checks in the yeah. Jason Alexander classic. Mm-hmm. What everyone remembers him by, right? So stuff yeah. like that. So I mean, like, yeah, we did a we did a episode about hedgehogs, and of course, we're going to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh yeah, and uh you also that's a great episode to bring up. Uh and if you intended to make the segue or not, good job. Um but that's uh you you also incorporate uh kids and and get audio from you know children young children to yes. to say what they know about the animals of, of that episode. And I you you bring up hedgehogs and I'm pretty sure that was the episode that my son was on to give you It uh, was. Uh, to give you some 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 audio talking about using uh, their nose for to get bugs and stuff. Yep. Yeah, he did great. <laughs> he's just he's just like his dad, you know. <laughs> he's a smart guy. He's a he's a, he's a well, he's well, a smart smart well spoken guy. Let's not go that far. <laughs> you know, no one's ever. On, you're not me calling that. your kid dumb on a podcast, are you? I'm not calling him smart. Oh God! No, I'm joking. <laughs> he's not going to listen to this. Just kidding. He's in the background, staring at me with a fist. Uh, um, all right. Well, uh, where where can we find you? Uh, where can we find you? Where can we find Varmints? Sure. Um, Varmints podcast on Twitter and Instagram, all one word. Uh, if you just type in Varmints podcast in your Google search engine, you, we're, we are probably the first result. Um, iTunes, everywhere you get podcasts, we're there. All right, all right. Uh, and then you're you're also over at Blazing Caribou Studios. Yep, that's our podcast. Happy little home is Blazing Caribou Studios. And uh, again, you can just Google that and and you'll find it right away. Hot, hot diggity, hot diggity, damn! The first cuss word. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 Paul. 
thank you so much for for coming on and and exploring this this episode with me. We're just we're simple podcasters. Well, I'm just a simple country podcaster. I don't know nothing. <laughs> I don't know nothing about no microphones. No, no nothing about no no <laughs> RSS feeds. <laughs> I only know chicken feed. <laughs> uh well uh again thank you so much for coming on dude i appreciate it thanks for having me and that my friends was mr paul chomo he runs the varmints podcast which you can always get to on twitter at varmints podcast facebook the web uh you know he, he said everywhere where you can find him just google varmints podcast and they, he's right. It's pretty much the first thing that comes up. If you want to get a hold of this show, there's a few ways you can do that. You could, of course, go to Twitter. I'm at S4YA Podcast, Facebook.com slash S4YA Podcast, Instagram S4YA underscore podcast, and email S4YA Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can always get to me over on the website, apatheticenthusiasm.com. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, I am Brandon Cruz, and this is Submitted for Your Approval.